Coog's house. Okay, we spent a couple days hyping up that basketball team after the number three ranking and seeing the scrimmage week and all those kinds of things. But we're only halfway through the football season. Oh, yeah, the football season. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, the daily podcast all about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach Parker Angel here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who came to stop by, please make sure to hit subscribe and download the podcast each day for the latest on the Cougs all year long. If you're subscribed, our show should pop up in your feed each day, so you can be sure to make Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Now, if you got us as your first listen of the day, you remember yesterday's episode where we told you about Ryan Elvin and his swag line he was previewing or like hinting at coming out. Well, on Tuesday, Ryan Elvin officially dropped that swag. And I have to say, before we get too far into the episode, that you guys need to go grab some of that stuff and support Ryan Elvin from the basketball team. He's got some cool workout shirts, some cool stuff to wear for basketball, but he has these shirts and hoodies that have a literal bucket with arms and legs walking on them, implying he's a walking bucket. It's got, you know, red and white, the number 20 on it, like him. I would say go grab that one for sure. They're really, really cool. Go support Ryan Elvin of the basketball team. We get to watch those guys play each and every week. You can support him by grabbing some of his merch. All right, so today I feel like we got to go and dive into some of the football stuff as we're finally approaching another game. We had a bye week last week, and this week the Houston Cougars are preparing to play the Naval Academy. So today we're going to pick up on some of the themes that we and notes that we saw in Tuesday's media availabilities via Zoom. We saw associate head coach and defensive coordinator Doug Belt, quarterback Clayton Toon, defensive lineman Elias Bell, and linebacker Donovan Mooton. Each spoke to the press, and they got to summarize the bio week and look at the Navy game and do all kinds of things from a thematic standpoint because we are sitting again at the halfway point of the season. The Cougars sit at 3-3. Three and three. They had their bye week last weekend, and so they ought to be ready to go and jumpstart the second half. We're going to spend a segment on each set of answers. We're going to have one segment on Belk, one segment on Toon, and one segment kind of combining Bell and Mutant because they both play in the defensive front seven. They have similar enough answers. So without further ado, let's jump into Coach Belk. Now, Coach Belk did get started off, right? He got asked, I shouldn't say he wanted to start, but he did get started off by being asked about injuries going into the Navy game because we've had, you know, leaks of a couple of different things over the last couple of days. He said the defense is going to lean on Abdul Latif a little bit more than the past. He's hoping for a big week out of Jesusugo and some different stuff like that. There's a lot of the classic next man up kind of coaches talk he's going to miss alex hogan right alex hogan is done for a little while but he admits that he's not done coaching alex he hopes to have him back on campus next fall uh and moving on to looking at more like team-wide things not just replacement players and those kinds of things he talked a little bit about the memphis game he got asked a few different questions about it but the overall theme there from coach belk was that he really liked their in the red zone kind of defense uh, especially when down in the fourth quarter they were forcing field goals he said he admits that even the defense built off of some of the fourth quarter offensive momentum and the way that they all saw Clayton Toon on fourth and 11 rush for 15 yards was really really like a, a hype building moment on their side They're like oh man if he's gonna do that we have to get stopped right that was kind of the mentality that he admits they had on their sideline he does say though that even before that they had not panicked because Memphis was consistently scoring on big big plays the tricky kind of stuff that we talked about in our recap many many moons ago if you remember that right you remember that yeah and so they knew that if they could just like 
play against those big plays or take away those big plays, they didn't have to worry about things because all the small plays weren't really working. What I think was interesting is on a veteran team like Houston's got, Coach Belk mentioned that the older guys kind of coached themselves. They were the ones that could kind of talk the young guys into, no, no, what we're doing is right. Yes, we gave up the reverse pass or the, the double pass or whatever, but they didn't get more than three yards on any of those dive plays. So they didn't get more than three yards in those off tackle, those kinds of things. And I think that's interesting to hear because when you have the veteran team that the Houston Cougars have, you kind of hope for that leadership in the front seven to shine through like that. He also, you know, took the time to talk about a bunch of different defensive linemen. Elias Bell, who we got to hear from later in the press conference, had some flexibility in playing inside and outside. He's really played like three different positions. Coach said uh, he made the play at the end of the game. He's the guy the coaching staff really trusts because of his experience up front. But he also mentioned Anthony Jones and Nathaniel Caesar, uh, Jamari, and he even said like, you know, gave a shout out to Derek Parrish. And really, by the end of, I mean, he mentioned Derek Parrish might be an All-American at this point, playing alongside those guys, the kind of stats he to put up over the course of the season if he hadn't gotten hurt. And by the time I mentioned Doc, and Jamichael, like all the different D linemen got a different shout out, it felt like. And I think that speaks to the strength of this defense being up front. Now, they didn't take the bye week off. They continued to. The messaging across the board was very clearly from Coach Belk on down that this is not a week off. It is a week to work on themselves. Uh, they got a little bit of a jump start on Navy because the kind of offense that Navy runs, but truthfully, they did a lot of situational football, third down football, two minute drill, etc all types of pressurized situations to kind of work on playing with that urgency that they played within the fourth quarter of the Memphis game. They played within other close games throughout the season, but starting the game off that way so that we don't have to have that big fourth quarter just to give yourself a chance, right? Now, he did mention that they did start prepping Navy a little early, and then obviously because this press conference on Tuesday, they've already had a few days of practice this week to get ready for Navy. Um, Navy has explosive plays. They run this triple option attack, and we'll talk about that the rest of the week, I'm sure, and probably start next week as well. But it's worth pointing out that Navy is number three in the nation in yards per completion, and that's because every one of their completions ends up being this crazy big explosive play because people aren't expecting it from them. Their wideouts and outside running backs, the pitch kind of guys, are explosive speed kind of guys. You have to have disciplined eyes as a member of the front seven to make sure you keep them contained, right? Because it's all about your eyes and focus of keeping those guys in front of you and making the correct reads. Uh, Coach did say that the quarterback is very good. He's a good-sized kid. His name is Ty Levitai, and I think we're going to see a lot of him. He's the one that makes the thing go. He is the dual threat guy that is making all of the reads and pitches and handoffs, etc. The The biggest theme here is, all of that trickeration because they're a smart school and then combined with the toughness and discipline of an academy, right? They are the Naval Academy and that's just the kind of kids that they have across the board. Uh, the biggest coaching point that Belk pointed out along the way were that they've got to get off blocks, right? There's no sin in getting blocked. There's sins in staying blocked, getting off the blocks, having disciplined eyes, finding the right thing, finding the ball and focusing. He didn't say the coaching staff is talking about the injuries. He didn't say the coaching staff is talking about where to play guys. The guys that can make plays will play. The guys that can't will sit. And they feel fairly confident in their uh, in their defense when that is the situation. Across the board, I was kind of taken aback at how confident Coach Belk stands. I would think this would be a tough game for a defensive coordinator. I mean, at the end of the day, this is their eighth game week of running the Navy triple option offense. They're going to be at full hyper speed. And the Houston Cougar defense has had, frankly, a kind of rocky for six weeks and has not gotten to see this defense at all. And so 
if it were up to me, I would be sweating. But then again, I use sweat block. Now, I am a teacher and coach by day. I get nervous when I have to talk in front of big crowds of people. That means I am constantly, constantly sweating. And I was trying to find out a way to fix it. I was talking to some people online about this. I got recommended to fix my problem with sweat block. Sweat block was created by a doctor to help with excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block. You can let them know we sent you and get 20% off when you use promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon, but use sweatblock.com. Get that 20% off code. Use code locked on and thank us for it later in the comments or something about the show. Trust me, find me on Twitter. Let me know that you use Sweatblock and really, really enjoyed it. It helps a lot. Trust me, this is something I use all the time, especially in these hot Texas days when I got to talk for hours, hours on end. The air conditioning's not quite working. Then I got to practice after. And then I got to come home and deal with my wife. She don't want me all sweaty either. Trust me, try Sweatblock. Use promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Get 20% off. You won't regret it. Sweatblock.com, promo code locked on. All right, now the defense did play very well down the stretch of the Memphis game, but the star of the show has to be Clayton Toon, and so it was really, really exciting to get to hear his thoughts on the Memphis game, his thoughts on the bye week, his thoughts on preparing for Navy, because frankly, as the veteran quarterback that he is, again, as veteran a quarterback as you can realistically be in college football, been around Dana the whole time, you have to ask, what is his mentality like coming off of a week off or a week I would have thought I'd have called off and heading into a tough, tough Navy game? He points out that the bye week was indeed a good time to relax the mind and body. I felt like that was kind of a stark difference from Coach Belk. He does point out throughout the press conference to go back and check it out that he did work on the offense and the offense really tried to work on cutting it loose, right? That might be part of what he means when he says relaxing. They want to throw the ball a little bit more, get a little bit out running gun, a little bit more speed. He says the Memphis game even kind of showed that the spread pass game, the up-tempo kind of stuff really can become an advantage. But it want, he wants it to be, or he, I guess he said that the university wants it to be more of a controlled advantage, not just what they do. He wants to do more of it. They want to do more of it as an offense, but it's not the University of Houston's identity. Hogerson actually echoed the same kind of sentiments earlier in the week off. I, I think it's interesting to see like week to week, it feels like we're going to keep having this conversation, right? We're going to keep on talking about like the fact of the matter is this offense is made to go fast, to go fast, fast, fast like a NASCAR because the entire point of it is to have a really, really simple set of reads that catches the defense off guard and it catches them more off guard when you're going up tempo and more quickly, especially with things like screenplays and stuff like that. And you're wearing defenses out and we're going to have this every week because they're going to have some sorts of the game. They're going to continue to play these close games where they jump in a NASCAR at the end of the second quarter, mid third, end of the game, etc. And all of a sudden, like, oh man, that looks so much better. And the consistent thing looking better across the season has been going fast. And they continue to think, well, that's not who we are. But maybe it should be. And I, I digress. I've talked about it too much. They say it's not their identity, but a thing that they're going to continue to use more. We'll see if maybe myself included, we're all getting deked, or maybe you and I are both getting deked, and they're going to go to it the whole game. I would do it all the freaking time. It's the thing that I think works the best, and maybe you feel differently, but I certainly think it works the best. Um, there was lots of reaction, I think, to Clayton Toonman's shout. He, he was watching a lot of American conference opponents over the weekend on the bye week, and I think what's interesting there is he was probably also taking some notes on what other quarterbacks were finding that worked well, what other quarterbacks were finding that did not work well as he was you know, seeing people play 
the SMU Navy game. Those two opponents are coming up very soon for U of H. Uh, he mentioned that working with Kayshawn Carter and Sam Brown, he's seeing like these young players have a rising confidence. He loves the way that they run with the ball after the catch. He gets in the ball in open spaces, short, easy throws, turn into big gains with these two guys. He mentioned that they are continuing that momentum after a bye week of working together because these two younger guys didn't get as many reps with the first team before then, right? Because they were, frankly, further down the depth chart. And then there are a few injuries, and all of a sudden they move up the depth chart. And now they're kind of getting there's no man jack yet uh, golden is still out they do always have tank but these younger guys having the bye week to kind of get reps the first team is really really going to help christian uh, trahan you know here the day the other day is also probably getting some more touches as well just in utilizing the tight end more i think tune kind of the vibe i got on tune's answer is that he really likes using trahan as a big tight end and you know, I think that that's kind of something they might have worked on because I don't feel like they utilized him quite as well as they could have in the first half of the season. Now, in talking about Navy and the game coming up, I think a lot of our talk, you and I talking, will be talking about things like how our defense will respond to their offense. We don't have to spend as much time thinking about the Navy defense, but Toon opened up and talking about them a little bit. Like, bluntly, they're strong, tough, aggressive fast kids that don't tip off their plays they're very very smart you have to be smart to go to the naval academy playing football there's not this kind of thing when they like give you a waiver to get in no matter what you have to be a smart kid to go there and they're not going to tip off their defenses because they can run a bunch of complex coverages they can run a bunch of complex blitz packages and they can really do a bunch of different things because the kids are so smart remember like the complex level of football is the easier part of a Naval Academy kid's day. The football practice itself, bluntly, in a lot of ways, can be the easiest part of a Naval Academy kid's day. And so they're going to get to have fun on their end with making sure they muddy up all the reads for the University of Houston. And it's Toon's job to dissect all that. It's Toon's job to figure out what they're really going to do. It's Toon's job, if he's going to make audible's line of scrimmage, what kinds of things can he do? What kind of tips can he get? And Frankly, in watching Navy tape myself, it looks like to me like they throw you fake tips. They throw you fake identifiers to make you think that they're going man. And really, they just alternate with who's in what zone and know that they're now going to have an extra half second where you're thrown off because your pre-snap read was off, right? They fake single high and drop into two man. They they do all these kinds of things on tape that make it feel like, ugh, very suddenly a lot gets put on your quarterback's shoulders in a way that we don't talk about when we talk about Navy because the triple offense, the triple op- option offense is so much more unique than when you and I sit down and talk about Navy football. We think about how hard it is to stop them. We don't necessarily think about how hard it is to play against them and score on them, right? Now, obviously, an exciting game with SMU last weekend, which was highlighted by a horse, did I get this right, taking a crap on the field. More on that to come later this week, I'm sure. But that was a thing that actually happened in the Navy SMU game last weekend. Uh, Anyway, Toon, his job is going to be to make all those reads. And while he seemed very laid back and like it was nice to have a week to relax, kind of focus on ourselves and those kinds of things, I, I by the end of his segment where he talked about getting ready for Navy, did kind of have the impression he had gotten his eyes on a lot of film in the last few days because they're a very different team to play against. Now, it was asked, you know, He's halfway through his senior and final season after a long career, five years at the University of Houston. And, you know, people asked Clayton Toon, has it kind of dawned on him that this is 
it. This is the swan song, this last second half of the season. This is his last bye week. These are his last six regular season games. You know, God willing, we will get to a bowl game and have a seventh game at the end of that. But theoretically, this could be the last few games that he wears the red and white. And frankly, I thought it was impressively mature that Clayton Toon was like, no, I'm still kind of focusing on it week to week. Over the bye week, you kind of think about it because there's no game during the week to prep for. But at the end of the day, he's still looking at things in a week-to-week kind of way that is very, very much the M.O. for a football player. It's just interesting to me to see that he is not looking beyond or what's coming next. And that is so, so dialed in in a way that, frankly, was a contrast. And I mentioned that his relaxing the mind and body was a contrast from what Belk said. Him saying that he's focused week to week is kind of a contrast from that relaxed mindset he had. Because frankly, at the end of the day, you know, Clayton Toon may end up being an NFL draft pick, but he's not projected to actually get drafted. A lot of projections have him as someone that people will pick up after the draft, invite him to camp, get to see him in person that way without any of the sort of commitments you get with a draft pick. So there's very real chance that he is looking for a real job in a few months. He's looking for something after college. He spent five years at the U of H. He gets that COVID bonus year right there in the middle, right? So there's a real, real chance that, frankly, he's looking for something else to do. And it's just interesting to me that that's the point he's going to have the reflective moment. He's not going to, like, think about it during while he's in it. He's going to reflect on it later, and that's a very, very mature way to go about that, or it certainly sounds like it is, because he, again, really could be looking for a new job. Speaking of new jobs, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, I have to say that I have all my stuff up on LinkedIn. It's a great way to network. It's a great way to see what's out there. And it's a great way for people to find you. So make sure you, if you're a company, if you're a small business owner, you go out there and find qualified candidates like Clayton Toon or like myself or like anyone in between. You can add your job and add a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile so you can spread the word that you're hiring. You have simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, so the last segment here, we got to hear from the last couple of players, a couple of defensive players. I think we focus on the defense a little bit because of, again, that Navy offense that's so, so unique. But Elias Bell and Donovan Mooton both got to talk to us about both the bye week and preparing for Navy. I have to say, though, I did enjoy hearing Elias Bell talking about the sack in the Memphis game. It was kind of like the one he had in Rice earlier this year or a couple to ha- that he had last year that helped finish the game and frankly it feels like whenever the game is in doubt or in question or at the end if it's going the Houston Cougars way Elias Bell is finding the ball carrier or the quarterback at the end of the game now I think what's interesting is both he and Donovan mentioned that the game gave them confidence that they are who they thought they were Elias Bell mentioned that like the Houston front seven the defensive line is Sac Avenue but they take pride in stopping the run and down the stretch of that game they did a great job of shutting down the run right and Donovan Moon mentioned that like 
they had this swagger as a defense coming into the season and coming out of that Memphis game, he feels like they kind of have that confidence back that they are still that team. They got to head into the bye week with a full week of practice with that same kind of confidence. And and Elias Bill pointed out that like that confidence because they played lights out football for the whole fourth quarter, just allowing a few field goals. Now, as Elias Bell has gotten more comfortable on the edge, I think he he correctly pointed out to people reporting that like he's spent a lot of time last year on the edge too he just spent the majority of his snaps inside and now he'll occasionally go inside on like third and long kind of situations to get an extra pass rush around the field but truthfully he's kind of exclusively an edge guy and he pointed out like the inside stuff is harder but he appreciates being on the edge because it allows him to make more plays like he did at the end of that memphis game as far as playing and personnel goes, uh, Mooton was a little bit more muted about how he specifically performed, but he did go out of his way to mention that he does feel blessed play with a couple other, couple other great linebackers. He thinks Jamal Morris is a stud. Tremarcus Cheeks is a baller. He really also mentioned, I think it's interesting, that each of them is pretty experienced but comes in with different types of experiences, right? Jamal Morris has Oklahoma, big power five school experience, and kind of bring in Big 12 type of speed and kind of the work ethic that comes along with that. Tremarcus Cheeks comes in from Sanford, has kind of this like work ethic that gets a guy from a place like Sanford to a place like the U of H. And then honestly, Mooton himself has this work. I mean, he's a veteran linebacker on our team. And so he's kind of become the other part of that triumvirate. And together, they all create a really, really great linebacker room. And they all, he said, according to Mooton, listen, listen to and learn from one another. Now, I thought it was interesting that each of them commented that in their bye week, it was not an off week. Donovan also mentioned that in years past, he's kind of felt like it was more of an off week or a week off. And truthfully, he got to actually work on his body this year, extra stretching, muscle maintenance, uh, hitting the lifts a little bit harder, got ahead in his classes because he didn't have any game prep to do. And then he also mentioned that he did some, you know, Assassin's Creed because he's a college kid after all. And then if you, you know, Elias Bell before him, I guess, talked a little bit more about just like having the time to focus on internal fundamentals and those kinds of things because the defense alliance kind of the like bread and butter of this defense. When it comes to getting ready for Navy, though, both of them talked about how important their role in the front seven are because of where the offense Navy runs. It's all about confusing and misplacing the front seven. So we talk about Elias Bell and how that front seven's defensive line, the front half of the front seven, got better this week at practice. Um, he said bluntly, it is really hard to simulate full speed at practice. It's not going to be his first time playing Navy, so I feel like it's worth, like, taking that in and digesting that, that it's going to be impossible to create that type of speed. It's a senior year, and it's just been that way each and every season. He does say, though, that coming out of that Memphis game, they feel so confident about their way that they stopped the run, that they worked a lot on eyes and hands and feet and being in the right place and body position all week the last week just because those are instrumental in the way they play football anyway and so of course it became a big part of how they prepare for navy because it's going to be important in how they play the triple option as well and then getting to hear donovan mooton talk about how the back half of the front seven or the linebacking core is preparing for navy uh you know a 
conditioning over the last two weeks, right? You're, you can't let yourself get tired of these 70, 80, 90, maybe even 100 plays of defense. And you really got to be sure you don't put, quote to quote him, the cart before the horse because they're going to try and make you wrong. He said that the defense actually practiced without a ball to make sure that each and every player got to their pos- correct positioning and got to their correct read. That way you aren't like, unconsciously following the ball, right? You would go to where you were supposed to go to, and then everyone had to check off all three option guys. Everyone had to check off both and the pitch. Everyone had to check off both and the coverage or whatever because there was no ball for you to be getting lost on. And then theoretically, as you work in the ball over the course of this week, the goal is obviously that you then, once you trigger and you're right done have it, then you go in and get and become an extra hat in whatever the next play is. Now, he has had kind of, you know, a varied both guys, I guess I should say, have had varied experiences against Navy. They've blown them out. They've had Navy run all over them, and those kinds of things. And I think really the different experiences will help them get ready for this unique Navy rushing attack. Now we're going to talk a lot more about the unique Navy rushing attack all week long. The rest of the week, I mean, they've got a guy named Dabo Fofana, and he is a load at fullback up front. They got some speed on the outside, as Coach Belk alluded to, and Jaden Newbarger and Mark Walker. I, I think that they've got a lot of fun guys to watch, and it's going to be really, really challenging to stay in front of these guys, because if we ever get behind in this game, that thing is going to eat the clocks. We'll be talking about them all week long. We'll be talking them again tomorrow. We get to talk to some people from Navy this week as well and get to hear more about the ins and outs of how their season have gone. But thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Cougs today. Thank you for making us your first listen. You're going to find me on Twitter, Instagram, and talk about the Cougs. I'm on all forms of social media at Painsworth512. That's P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 512 on Twitter, Instagram, and the like. I love talking to Cougs. I love talking to Rocket season starting. I love talking to Astros in the playoffs. I guess we can talk about the Texans, but I'll, I'll talk about Houston Cougar football, basketball, whatever you want to do. I also have a wall of sneakers. Find me. I can talk to you about sneakers if that's more your vibe. So find me at Paintworth 512 on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Be sure to download, subscribe, do whatever it takes to get us into your newsfeed each and every day as we bring you more and more Houston Cougar content. If you like the Cougs, make sure you leave us a five-star rating. If you're a hater, do the same because I sure enjoy talking to you about the Cougs. If you're looking for a second listen of the day, let me recommend Locked on Rockets with Jackson Gatlin. As a Houstonian, you want to make sure you check in on all the things he is telling you about the upcoming exciting Rocket season. Things tip off Wednesday night, so make sure you don't miss Locked on Rockets. Make them your second listen today. Thank you again so much for all you do for the show. Go Cougs!